0: Hello and welcome to the Minnesotan Pod. I sat down with Casey Dornbach at the Bright Landry Center here at Harvard University. Got a tour of the building, got a tour of the campus, got a tour of Casey's life dating back to his days playing for Edina Squirts, the Minnesota Blades, uh, all the way through high school at Edina as well as juniors and his career here at Harvard. It was a fantastic visit. It was fun to meet him. Hope you enjoy what I got to learn.
1: Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. I fell into a ring of
0: fire. We're in Cambridge, Massachusetts, at Harvard, with Casey Dornbach. How are you doing today, Casey? I'm good. Good to see you
1: you too.
0: you too um we got a little interesting uh, microphone situation here we'll do, We'll do our best i'll I'll try to do a little talking and let you uh uh really capture the mic here today um I really wanted to get into talking about you know your path because it's a really interesting path. It's probably, as I said, you're one of the most decorated youth hockey players the state has ever seen, and a lot of people don't know who you are. So I like to kind of shine a light on that. Uh, let's start off by talking about uh, your, your your squirt career. Believe it or not, it started at Squirts. You won the Fargo International, uh, and then you went to the Brick at some point, and you I think you guys finished second. Talk about your experience going to the West Edmonton Mall.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty pretty special tournament. The uh, you know the squirt tournament is obviously something you look forward to when you're a little guy for a long time, and that was pretty special. Uh, but the brick when you're 10 is also pretty pretty amazing. And uh, I think Matthew Barzal single-handedly beat us that that championship game. I uh, think we we lost pretty bad, and he he was the main main reason why. Um, yeah, you so know, getting exposed to guys like that and uh at a young age is, is pretty cool and you're in the mall and the whole experience is once in a lifetime.
0: I haven't done the hockey D B on this. Uh who were some of the Minnesota kids who skated with you up at the brick?
1: Uh Rem Pitlick, uh, I believe he was M V P of the tournament that year, or leading scorer. Uh Max Simmer. Um Actually, Mac Hankinson and Ben Tucker from Edina. We had uh, a b- bunch of guys: Matthew Friedtag, so a couple of guys that played at Wisconsin. Um, we later on, uh, after the brick, got guys like Jack O'Shawn and uh, Brock Besser. Uh, and Peter Tufto was on that team. Uh, we, yeah, a whole, a whole bunch of guys. Well,
0: that's a good team. Oh, Dean, right? Yep. Odin. All right. Uh, okay. So let's move on. Uh, you win Fargo. You win the deal. So now you're you're two and zero basically as a square. And then you win PEA. Back then it wasn't AA. A state champs uh, both years. I think the second year Pee Wees is the year you guys won at Bloomington over Farmington. What do you remember about that?
1: <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Down memory lane. These are it feels like forever ago. And actually, out out east here, uh, no one appreciates the the youth and the the high school hockey traditions of minnesota so uh it's pretty fun oh, to to see, yeah to see you and uh you know talk about some of this again those those games uh they feel like feel like forever ago but uh, i remember a lot about you know the farmington game uh it was a pretty crazy game at bloomington uh the big rank there and uh you know we got it done yeah, pretty pretty crazy for a peewee game that gets that gets that packed.
0: Um I don't, I don't again, don't have the hockey D B on that roster, but uh, Kiefer had to have been on that team. Was Garrett Wade on that team as well?
1: Yep. Yep, Kiefer, Waiter, uh Zollsdorf, Augie Moore, uh, Mac Hankinson, uh bunch of guys. Was, was Jeff
0: the coach? JJ? yep. Was your yep. dad on the
1: staff too? Jeff was the coach. Nope. My dad was not. Right. uh just, just squirts and then uh some bantams uh what else was on that team well and, and coaches wise uh bootish and really yeah and ridley and uh uh kyle mcpherson so big guy. yeah the big bop yeah awesome guys all right, uh, All right. yeah, that's good. This is good stuff. All right, so then Bantams, same
0: kind of crew, right? Not not a lot of guys. I think, I think uh, Kiefer might have gone to Shattuck temporarily, but then came back, and you won two state titles. I think the more magical one would have been the second year when you had a pretty epic game against Duluth East, which turned out to be fortuitous because you played them later on in your high school career. Walk through that game over at Braemar.
1: <laughs> I remember it, it was the... The, yeah, we tied it up late. Ryan Solstorf I believe got both goals and uh we had that you know, that in that overtime. I believe it was four three. Yep. Uh and I think uh yeah, that was probably one of the craziest games of that those youth those youth uh, state championship games and uh we did that at Braymar and uh Dad was coaching at the time and uh so all those were, were pretty special and any time you can end the year Going to the banquet on a on a high note is uh <laughs> special and definitely a a blessing and do you
0: remember like let's just go through specific. Do you remember who you like skated with? Was there like a winger or, or was it a guy that you always kinda play with, kinda your uh, peanut butter jelly kind of manner, or was it always just different guys?
1: It was usually uh wait, Bellows and I. Yeah,
0: I don't remember it. It's too hard. It's too many names. But I, I, that's pretty cool. And who was the scorer? Who was the grinder? Who was the setup man? Who was that kind of thing on your team?
1: Well, Bellows had uh, he was a sniper, and uh, you know, weight could kind of do it all. And uh, I'd help. I'd help where I could. More, uh, uh, more playmaker could try to help those guys get, feed them. Was always uh, something I loved to do. Now this is the question I really wanted to get to. You win state. In your
0: sophomore year, right? Yeah. At this point, did you think you were just going to win everywhere you were going to go after you won the state title that year, uh, you, and you killed Lakeville North? I was like eight. You, I think you told me earlier eight to one. At that point in your life, go back to that day you beat Lakeville North. Did you think this is easy? I need a challenge. What? What? Where were you at at that point in your career?
1: No, honestly, you, we got humbled a few times, getting close to losing, and it's always you know so fun to win and and you work you work for those moments, so that was you know never thought it'd be easy but definitely you know uh winning that state tournament was you know and the, the high school level was was bigger than than all of them and and so special that you know wished we could have got it done that next year and and we we wanted it and i I don't remember going into those games being uh any less focused, or it's going to be easy but you know losing that one to Duluth East I remember there was a minute left in the game and I think the whole you know the whole X was against us cheering uh at least seven seventeen thousand five hundred, and maybe the the last 500 were parents in our our student section and it's probably the loudest I've ever heard a building and uh yeah that that definitely sucked but uh you know senior year same thing we didn't get it done then but to do it sophomore year we had so many great players on that team too with Momquist and uh Fiddler, Mudson, uh Miss Mash, Nanny, uh, you know, and then Mike my, my class with Bellows, Waite, Dolesdorf, and uh the list goes on of guys that, you know, gone on to play college and pro, Paul Meyer, Henry Bowlby, Ben Foley, you know, so two other guys that are here or were here with me at yeah. Harvard and uh you know, obviously there's so many names that uh, it's pretty cool. I wanted to talk about that you
0: you you've done a great job here describing everything I was going to describe for you is that the environment in that building that like you said the 17,500 thing I have been to hundreds of hockey games in small barns big barns everything in between I have never heard a noise louder when Lucas Dow scored that goal when the crowd went crazy I know I know it's crushing for you as a player but is is there like 1% of you goes this is whatever just happened is pretty cool
1: it was it was in its its own sense. Obviously at the time you're you're just so pissed and, right. and you can't believe it and the emotions are, are going but uh looking back at it now, you know, for that kid probably one of the, you know, most special moments uh in that tournament definitely cool for for yeah, him. I think it was Ash Altman. I get those those two
0: mixed up. You can much a bunch of clash with Duluth East and the youth level quite a bit.
1: Yeah, they had they always had a lot of great players and we definitely clashed with them a few times and i think like you said yeah and Bantam's played them in state tournament
0: so so then it all kind of crashes down your world you know you you become a failure in life you don't win the state title the next year next two years right no yeah no more happy banquet's uh and then your senior year i think you lose your semi finals over at big uh against Wiseatta right who ended up winning the state title correct
1: yeah that's always uh a you know, good thing the team that beats you is, is the best team, uh, and they they did win it that year. They had a great great team too. Um, uh, you, you got a great memory. To remember that that big rink? Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was there. I was at that game. I thought that would be one of the best section games. It really wasn't that great of a game. I mean, there was I've seen great section games, but it was just they, they just were so heavy that night.
1: I think we scored late to make it closer. I don't know if it was a four or three right. game yeah. at the end of it, but really it was four one basically the whole game right
0: okay so now we've we've I've I've anointed you as the greatest youth hockey player I mean I can't think of anybody uh, <laughs> no 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 way there there's uh I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm steal the mic back from here and I don't mean that necessarily like the greatest like points and assists and whatever but not many players couldn't can make the statement of winning how many titles that you've won at a youth level there would be kids would kill for that seven that's pretty impressive so we'll get off of that and I don't want to embarrass you too much I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your education your 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 travel from from uh, Edina back down to Lincoln and you know committing at Nebraska mom moving on to Harvard and and the stoppage at Harvard there's a lot of ground to cover here so uh, w- let's go through your, your, your junior experience you played two years and quite frankly your last year juniors you were a, a, a wagon I mean you were a good team you were a good player walk through that experience playing junior hockey
1: yeah that experience was was huge and uh, part of my path was was not rushing things and stayed through my senior year of high school there and uh, fortunate enough to get an offer from Omaha and, uh, thought was going to be going there. Uh, and, you know, took some time, went to juniors, uh, two years and, you know, wanted to make sure that I was ready for coming into college and, um, staying patient with it. Something that I tell kids now, there's, there's really no rush. And, uh, you know, you love, you love to play hockey and, and why it up. You want to be ready when, when, when you move on to the next level. And so I did that I went to Lincoln and, that was unbelievable that the league is only getting better and and getting guys ready for college and you're living away from home for the first time moving away from Edina and uh, you know you're you're meeting kids from other cities now and you know we played against uh, Mankato the other day and Wyatt Amit a guy who played against uh, you know growing up he was Hermantown kid and played together in Lincoln and uh, you know just connections like that 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 you make for friends for a lifetime is is unbelievable
0: i'm glad you brought that up i was at that game last night the minnesota minnesota state game there's 30 close to 30 minnesota kids i'm thinking i was thinking of our interview today i'm like i wonder how many of these guys uh dornbach played against or with or in late league or juniors or whatever how many of those guys do you think you knew pretty well when you're watching that game last night
1: oh yeah lots of them um any
0: specifically guys that really jump out at you
1: well, I mean, Sammy Walker, real good friend of mine, obviously, uh, great player, captain of the Gophers, and uh, you know, a lot of guys on that team. You got uh, Red Pitlick, and uh, even guys that are on Mankato too. They're um, guys that you can grow up you with, know, Brinkman from Edina, there, and even guys you know uh, from Chaska, Kester, yeah, um, you know, Lucius, and you know all those guys. Uh, you grow up with or against or Myers and um so it was pretty cool to watch uh you know those guys last night. Obviously uh it sucks not to be there, but um you know there's not a lot of Minnesota kids out out east here, so uh definitely cool when you play those guys or um get to see them again.
0: Talk about you said Ben Ben Myers he's gonna potentially win the Hobie Baker Award today. This is getting reported right before it here's a kid who plays at Delano you know western suburb of the twin cities plays class a um grinds through juniors just like you did uh played what does it say about the system in minnesota that that a kid like that can play class a hockey and just grind and and, and make his way all the way to the to the banquet today
1: yeah you know i don't I don't know the kid personally but he's a great player and uh hearing his story i, I knew his coach uh, from del delano garrett van bergen and uh, great guy great coach and so developing there and then you know going on and playing playing in Fargo and then at Minnesota and having the career he's had is uh, pretty cool and uh, good for him and good for for Minnesota and I think watching those guys how many Minnesota guys make up the gopher team does show another uh, kind of piece of evidence there the development of Minnesota and there's you know, how many guys are being, being pumped out and able to go other places and perform, not just in Minnesota, but, um, you see more and more guys now going to the USHL and developing there and doing well there. So it's definitely, uh, you know, there's a recipe there and, uh, th- there's, there's a little bit of a clash out here between the prep school kids and, you know, Minnesota high school kids. So you gotta, you gotta bring it and prove it every day. And, uh, let's talk about that so you you chose
0: Harvard you ended up here um, what is the uh, atmosphere been here with with the the kids that you played with here at Harvard I mean what is the makeup do you have all uh, New England kids do you have kids from Canada w- what's the makeup here and h- how do you guys come together as a team
1: yeah we have a little bit a little bit of everything um, less Europeans here we don't have any transfers uh, things like that so it's Pretty much guys that have been through the program the whole time. A couple Canadians, Montreal, uh, a lot of out-east kids. Um, but, you know, some guys from, from all over, too. I think we have guys from California. we got guys uh, from Michigan. Uh, we've had a few Edina guys here, uh, but more so out east. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great group of guys here. Also just a great uh, community outside the rank that that helps with that and uh the the people here have been great and uh, have loved my time out here really glad that made the decision to come here and uh to have this opportunity these last few years was unbelievable and got to experience you know a new city and new people and that was uh definitely something that uh, I love but at the same time you know knowing you have a home back back in Minnesota uh and how special that place is is uh, something that I, you know, wouldn't trade. So, uh,
0: let, let's go through the Harvard experience. I mean, we could talk hockey all day long, obviously, but I'd, I'd like to talk about you arrived here in the fall of two thousand eighteen. Uh, academically you're number 1 uh some some magazines say number 2 but number one school in the country there is no bottom third of education here i mean there everybody here is a really good student and very competitive everyone got a 4.0 in high school and a 30 on their ACT type of kids what does that do to you how does that get you focused and how does that get you prepared and you have to do that academic load plus play at a high high level of division one hockey
1: yeah you know back in high school uh when was committed to nebraska omaha i was still doing well in school and i always uh, had that in the back of my mind that you know that was always a dream and maybe uh could get into harvard and go here and uh while the academics is definitely tough and a lot of time management you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of things that are different here for sure, and the people here are, are amazing, and actually something that uh, never really happened before was we, the athletes are less looked at as jocks, uh, but, you know, it was the first time when I came here, some kids are, you know, doing some astrophysics or starting a business, and I'm like, how are you doing that, and they're like, how are you going to the rink right now and class today, and uh was kind of a mutual respect there, which is pretty cool, um, but, you know, every every student athlete in college has to learn how to manage their time and, and all those things. So it is tough, but, uh, yeah, you figure out a way to, to get it done. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome.
0: Uh, what was the one thing about Harvard that surprised you when you got here?
1: Ooh, um, I would say just the, you know, I, I, I didn't come here, uh, just, to do school hockey was always number one and uh, that's kind of something that the program has done a great job of and there's you, know, you see guys like Adam Fox and Kerfoot and Kalorn and VZ and uh, all these guys that are playing in the NHL now Marino Donato uh, you know, and then now even a lot of younger guys coming up so it's hockey wise does not uh, f- hockey doesn't fall to the wayside per se and um, you know we're able to to continue developing hockey-wise too, and uh, a lot of guys here uh, have goals to play play after play pro and um, get to the highest level. So that's been pretty cool. The comp- competition, yeah, off the ice. There's a lot of um, you know competition in the classroom, but also uh, on on the ice here has been amazing and great to uh, have s- such a great group around. How much of the uh, history of
0: Harvard hockey have you studied, or, or rolled your sleeves up and, and learned about? Because there's been a ton of great coaches and great players, and and it's a, I mean, the history inside this building here, it just oozes out of all the great players. And how much do you know about it, and what could you tell people back in Minnesota about, you know, how great it is to play here?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a long, a long history. I've looked at, uh, looked at it quite a bit, but. Uh, you know, guys are coming back. I think that speaks a lot, too. Guys come back in the summers or are around the rink during the year. We're alumni, and uh, that definitely adds to it. And obviously the the kind of um, pipeline of guys who have come here recently that we'll, we'll see or train with in the summer and stuff like that. And uh, the rink has been renovated, and we got brand-new locker rooms and things like that in the last few years. We'll take you through thereafter, but... Uh, as far as the rink goes, you, it's got the history, but it has a, a new feel, too, with the renovations. So you're, you're kind of reminded of all, all the past, too, and you know, you're seeing the, uh, the pictures on the wall, and it definitely makes you appreciate uh, where you are and uh, seeing the guys come back and hearing their stories is pretty special.
0: All right. um, Got to have a tough conversation here, too. You had, you know, a year and a half of normal hockey, almost two full years, but then you had the COVID problem, and – and 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 there's no mystery here that the Ivies had you know shut off a lot of their athletics and and you missed a, a great deal of that hockey and you told me a story about what you guys did in the spring of was it 2021 when you didn't have hockey and the other teams or fall of 2021 or 2020 20, excuse me when when hockey was going to get shut down what did the Harvard guys do and to stay fit and to stay active and engaged in the game
1: yeah that was a crazy year and a half there and not getting to play sucked while everyone else was, but uh, you, know, you make, you make the most of it. And uh, we definitely did that. We went and trained together uh, in Florida, did online school. And uh, actually Minnesota, uh guy, Brett Strott has a facility down there in Tampa where we were able to skate and work out and then go do school and uh, lived in a little resort on a golf course and, you know, got to experience all of that. So, uh, we, uh, you know, we had, we had opportunities to keep, keep growing and keep getting better and, uh, you know, getting to be together again, doing online school in Florida, a little different, but, uh, pretty cool looking back on it now.
0: That's the most Harvard thing ever to go to Florida, get a resort, train with a professional coach and keep in shape, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, we got, we had, uh, you know other options uh that uh were run by um some other ivy league guys in different parts of uh the country that were trying to get ivy guys to come down or whatever but there was something special about uh brett and uh what he was doing there and uh it was it was pretty cool all right, so let's go through. So COVID gets over.
0: Um, let's let's refresh everyone's memory as how this season, your senior season, even though it was, you kind of missed a season in there, uh, walk through your guys' year this year. How did it finish? You obviously aren't playing here in Boston, which was your ultimate goal. Uh, talk just to give us a brief synopsis of this year.
1: Yeah, this year was a great year. Coming back was obviously a lot of fun. And to be able to play hockey, we were all just extremely uh, excited and, and grateful just to be playing again so we had, a, we had a young group sophomores and freshmen made up 14 uh guys on our our roster and True. guys who had I
0: mean, guys, there's no gap year
1: stuff yeah we had never right? who had never played a game so that was an adjustment and uh you know we we had seniors hanging out with freshmen this year and guys guys really gelled and it was uh a, a really fun year and really competitive year we had a lot of really good players and then uh was able to win the ivy league and win the ecac uh tournament a couple of weeks ago over clarkson and quinnipiac and then uh lost to mankato in the uh, NCAA tournament they're still going great team kudos to them but uh you put
0: them on their heels too
1: yeah i thought i thought we uh we could have got it done we I thought we kind of beat ourselves and gave them a few kind of had a uh i think it's our you showed a little bit and kind of beat ourselves uh, a couple times I think it was too many men on the ice penalty or uh, a couple little turnovers but yeah they were a great team almost almost came back but uh, kudos to them
0: Not to make this a Mankato show, but I had witnessed them for the first time last night in person this year because i got a lot of other hockey we're covering. Uh, They really impressed me. Uh, They were obviously great defensively, but it wasn't just a chip out type of thing. They were aggressive in all zones and seemed very committed to a system and very committed to each other. When you guys, you saw them. Much closer than I did. You were on the ice with them. What what stood out when you guys played them for from a Harvard perspective?
1: Yeah, I definitely definitely say that's a pretty accurate uh, description. They they were a solid team, well coached, and uh, some great guys in there. A lot of Minnesota guys, so uh, they were they were solid. Um, let's
0: talk about, uh, Casey in the future. So you got a future, you got a lot of, you're kind of in uh, no man's land right now. You're a graduate. You'll be a graduate of Harvard here in a couple months, knock on wood. Right. And you have a pro career in front of you. Uh, but you could also have a, uh, college career as, as a grad transfer. I'm not asking you where you're going, but just explain to people what your, what your choices and options are for the next year of hockey or actually years of hockey for you
1: yeah actually everyone in college even uh the guys that did play last year technically have another year uh harvard does not allow fifth year so uh cannot come back here if we're to go the grad transfer route um but kind of figuring some things out right now things are shaking out with uh frozen four and uh free agents and uh talking to teams and things like that so um Pro is an option as well as potential grad transfer so
0: well we'd love to have you come back to Minnesota somewhere and so we get a, a better access to see you play it's a long ways away um, what are your goals after hockey um, I think with a Harvard degree don't you just automatically get a Wall Street job
1: actually I I don't see that happening really uh, I did not love economics my freshman year and chose something I was more passionate about in psychology and uh to have a genuine interest and and love of the game of hockey and and uh don't really see leaving leaving that going to wall street uh so you know now is 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 time to keep investing in, in in my career and be two foot in two feet in there and you know keep gaining skills and following what interests me and whether it's health or uh the hockey side and uh have a genuine interest in in both and uh you know love people and want to be around people and 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 don't yeah i guess right now see myself kind of going down that road and have been able to take other classes and things here at school uh kind of on my own path there um and that's been awesome and uh you know we'll see what happens with the career and you know as you know and doors open and when you don't expect them and things like that but just keep following my passions and we'll see what happens all right,
0: well, I, I got to ask, because your dad's was one hell of a hockey coach, uh youth hockey coach, and I think he could still be coaching. I don't know why he's not. But uh, uh, does coaching youth hockey, coaching hockey, sound like something that might interest you in the future?
1: For sure. I think uh, there's been so many coaches who have made a huge impact on me, and, and being around kids and giving back is definitely something I want to do in some capacity. Uh and you, you see that modeled with so many people in Minnesota um, you know, from a young age. Dave Hookstein, Jay Chapman, and we got Jeff Johnson. And then you go to Bantams and, you know, uh, Brian Bellows and, and my dad and E.J. Anderson. And then you go to high school, Kurt Giles and uh, Dave Twilliger, Dick Blueson, And then you go, you know, the amount of people that are pouring into, into kids is pretty cool. So, uh, you know, then we had the summer team, Lance Pitlick, uh, Troy Judding. Uh, you know. You're just rattling right now exactly. keep going yeah it, honestly there's there's just so many people that have helped me get to to hear and uh it's always special i try to keep connected and uh you know let them know that and obviously you were around when i was, when i was a young guy and and you were starting to to you know tweet about certain people or whatever and um uh, you know it's it's pretty cool so we'll see what happens but uh i guess right now <laughs> Thankful for all the people that were.
0: I wasn't trying to put a whistle around your neck or anything. I was just thinking, you know, you 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 you're very passionate about the game. You talk about playing the game in the future. There's so much uncertainty with your future. I didn't want to like press you on it, but I figured, you know, once you got to think about what you're going to do after the game. And I, and I think you'd be an excellent role model for kids. Talk about some of the guys that you. Played with we got, now we've gone through all of the deal, but I, I'd love to get some shout outs to some of the guys that you played with who who you've stayed in touch with you, you've thrown out a bunch of these edina names, but one of the guys that I'm sure you play with him at least one or two years who I've gotten to be good friends with at the University of Minnesota camps is Colin Munson. talk a little bit about Munson. he's just uh, one of the most interesting characters I've ever come across one of my favorites
1: yeah Munson's is a character we had some characters you know that sophomore year state Tourney, with uh, you know Tyler Annie yeah, and the next guy yeah. And uh, you know, Munts is a great guy. It was great to see him go to Minnesota and do well there. And you know, you see those guys when you're when you're back home uh, is always special. Luke Johnson and Sammy Walker, uh, and, and we always stay stay in touch. And
0: those are two easy guys to get to get to know and hang out with. I'm sure
1: yeah, they're great guys. So many, so many others, and and guys that genuinely wanted to keep getting better and uh, when we were younger uh I was a lot smaller than the guys I was playing with with bellows and and weight and uh I, when we you were watching me peewees and bantams I bet I was five three maybe buck twenty five good. Very good. Very and good. uh you know Bellow i remember i remember like <laughs> i remember, yeah I just remember training with some of those guys and learning how to uh survive and and also you know I think that helped now that i've i've grown but so many, so many guys could learn from like playing with weight and bellows and uh, these other guys. We're well, just all able to keep it going. You go to the ponds, you're playing knee hockey, and uh, you know, don't want to, don't want to end it.
0: Do you, do you stay in touch with Garrett because he's out here in Boston, or, or could you be in five different states away? Because it seems like oh yeah, you're right down the street, but he's really not that close to you.
1: It's it's about an, an hour, maybe more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so we don't see those guys much, but um, yeah, once in a while we'll keep in touch with him and, and some of those other guys. All right, so
0: we've talked about a lot of the sung heroes, players that you played with, coaches. You've done a great job of rattling off some names here. I think some of the unsung heroes are like your mom. I mean, she had to have done so much just to get you to the rink, get you, to, get you involved, walk through just a little homage to your mom.
1: Love it. Yeah, unsung hero for right. sure. And uh, she's been, you know, someone I could always count on and uh supportive in every way and owe a lot to her as well as my dad coaching uh both of them wouldn't be here without them and all the He uh, on the straight and narrow too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and she's uh, she's an amazing woman and uh a lot of respect for her and uh she actually carried out a tradition that uh you know the Dynamoms moms getting together parents before games and stuff like that uh this year being uh you know The older guys on the team getting uh the parents were getting together with the parents before games like we did back home and we had pre-gaming we had a senior night so uh my mom put on a a little i was joking a little you dine a banquet type uh night for the the seniors and stuff like that so uh, a lot of a lot of special memories and other moms too you're getting rides from the other moms and uh, any, any any specifics any
0: specific moms that kind of helped out do you remember like oh she's really putting in the time for us to make this special
1: a ton of them you know mrs aggie moore's mom mrs hankinson mrs bellows uh the list the list goes on it was uh all the way growing up we had a lot of support there so pretty it's pretty
0: cool. So how do you think you did today? We did your life story here. We did from the, the brick all the way to uh, after graduation. I you think you're rated on this uh, interview today?
1: I, I, some good questions. It took me down memory lane a little bit. It was, it was fun. This was a lot
0: of fun. Uh, Casey, I, I have a blast getting to meet you. Uh, hopefully this, this podcast does well. Good luck to you in this next couple weeks with the decision of pro or college. Uh, we look forward to following you here on YHH.
1: Perfect. I'll be following. Thank you very much.
0: Casey Dornbach, Edina slash Harvard.
1: I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire.